definitely wanted to give a heads up today that uh, there's going to be some some coarse language um, that's uh, that's peppered about here and there throughout the episode. Also, I do uh, I do take a, a different uh, a different road on the 75 uh, year old man in Buffalo that was pushed to the ground by the by the police. It's it's a somewhat unpopular opinion, and you're probably going to hate me a little bit for it, but uh, it's later on in the episode, about ten and a half minutes in or so. Um, I've mastered uh, getting some, some good drops in here and there, so I'm getting better at this. So I hope you, uh, I hope you enjoy, and uh, yeah, good times. We are proud to be sponsored by Yet another alcoholic beverage. So this time we've got, uh, it's a little bit shorter of an ad, but uh, I think everybody will be pleased. And I think that you should go race right out and get them, uh, get purchase our product. It's Samuel Adams. It's a great beer. Uh, great for just about any occasion, especially uh, when it's nine o'clock in the morning, you're trying to get the taste of weed and hooker spit out of your mouth. Would you like something to drink? I'll have water, please. I'll have water, too, but with lemon. I'll have a Sam Adams. It's 9.30 in the morning. And don't you have an outstanding DUI? Yeah, but I gotta get the taste of weed and hooker spit out of my mouth. I'll have a Sam Adams, too. Samuel Adams. Always a good decision. The whim of a madman. <laughs> I like that. Jeez, definitely been some stuff going on in the news the last, uh, last few days. Um, gonna talk about a few things i'm going to start by saying this is overreaching remember this as i go through my little diatribe here i'm a little ranty right now i support the peaceful protests going on if you're not looting not breaking things not setting fire to things if you're walking arm in arm saying black lives matter i support you it's a good way to get our citizens to show our leaders that change is necessary. That said, few things to talk about. Kind of, kind of grinding on me a little bit. So uh, here we. You know what really grinds my gears? You, America. Fuck you. I want to talk about virtue signaling for a minute. It's a term that I wasn't really aware of until a year, year and a half ago. I wanted to make sure that I was that I was getting it right, so I looked on the Google, on the uh, big old Google machine here, and I just uh, this is the definition that, uh, that I came up with. It's the virtue signaling is the popular modern habit of indicating that one has virtue merely by expressing disgust or favor for certain political ideals or cultural happenings feeling morally superior. You know, did a deep dive on myself, had to think about it long and hard. I used to be one of these types of people. I was a little on the more high and mighty side. That said, back in those days, social media wasn't quite uh, quite as big as it is now. And uh, uh, today it seems as though every person, every organization, every corporation is hell-bent on letting me know just how perfectly virtuous they are. I expect it to some extent. 
Didn't surprise me when Nike jumped on the band on the bandwagon and let us know that they support the protests, especially given their decision to double down on Colin Kaepernick um, after he hadn't played the NFL for a couple of years. And they did this whole big campaign where he was a uh, uh, he was kind of the, the spokesman for it. Today, I can't open Facebook or Twitter without seeing, or, or my email for that matter, without seeing hundreds of, pro, of posts or emails from Amazon, Twitter, Citibank, and Netflix, uh, giving us their best version of Jerry Maguire yelling, Here's what I want to say. I do love black people. I do. Um, I can appreciate the trials and tribulations that the black community has gone through. Personally, I've only been dragged out of my car once by police for the egregious crime of throwing a pea pod out the window of my 1994 Ford Thunderbird and having it hit the windshield of an overzealous juvenile probation officer. I'll never be pulled over for driving while black. And for that, I do recognize that I do have some level of white privilege. But I also spent many, many years in the United States Army, where we're taught to see nothing but one color, green. Although the grayish pattern of the Army combat uniform that we were forced to wear from 2006 through 2012-ish wasn't so green. It was more grayish. I digress. I grew up in a town without a whole lot of diversity in the race department. Memory serves me. We had a couple black kids that uh, came up from Boston. Uh, I was probably junior, senior in high school. And then we also had our local dog groomer, who was also black. She did a great job on our poodle. I liked her. She was amazing. Past that, we, we lost our, our only uh, pathway to diversity, which was Loring Air Force Base, when it closed. And it was only about 20 miles from my house. What I saw in terms of race was in movies music videos on MTV. It looked awful to be black in America. I was appalled at how blacks were treated and how there definitely seemed to be a double standard. Fast forward to the current day, and uh, I think I, I amazed some of, my, uh, some of my coworkers with my ability to bust out some public enemy or NWA lyrics uh, at a moment's notice. Not to brag, but I think I do a pretty good Chuck D. I make it a point to treat people based on the content of their character and not the color of their skin. So to use the language of Barack Obama, let me be clear. Seriously, the, the guy said it probably a billion times a year and it got old. If you're an asshole, I'm going to say you're an asshole. I don't give a rip about your race, creed, religion, sexual orientation, gender identity, or if you're a vegan that does CrossFit. Okay. If you're a vegan that does CrossFit, I might judge you just a little bit. Maybe a lot of it. I just don't see any of those things as valid parts of your identity. You're a human. You're a warm-blooded mammal. Boom. That's it. Now... The virtue signalers of the world would almost have you believe that if you don't change your profile picture to a black square um, or 
or go silent for a day on social media or march arm in arm at a protest or accept that violence is the answer to all the injustice. That you're as bad as the cop, Neil McNeilerson, who kneeled on George Floyd's neck until he died of COVID-19. Next, Netflix posted on Twitter that to be silent is to be complicit. complicit. Really, Netflix? I'm just going to go ahead and disagree with that statement. I'm a believer that actions speak louder than words. I can push all of these platitudes onto the public, but I've actually done work in underserved areas. I've sat with young black men, and I've given them more than words. I gave them time. I gave them education. The type of education that would help them live longer, more productive lives. I would like to think that I gave hope to some of them that they can change. I'm a nurse, and it breaks my heart when I see a young black man come into my office with dangerously high blood pressure that is compounded by obesity and smoking. I tell them they have three things working against them. They're black, they're overweight, and they smoke. And the sad fact is they can only change two of those things. One of them being black they're going to be saddled with forever. Yeah. That's right. Just being black will cause you to have high blood pressure. Being a black male makes it worse. I let them know that I love them and I want them to live long, healthy lives. So when a corporation like Netflix that pushes movies that glorify violence in the black community. They sure do have some gall to tell me that I'm complicit because I don't hold a sign that says Black Lives Matter. I know they matter. I just don't need to advertise it with all the signs filled with platitudes. I put my actions where their words are. I have friends that, that vary in age, race, and gender. It burns my ass when I see people that live in million-dollar homes that enjoy every second of white privilege pushing their virtuous selves onto society. We get it, Becky and Caitlin. We get it. You support the Black Lives Matter movement, and you're stunning and brave when you change your Instagram to a black square. They are typical of the cancel culture that exists today. Don't you dare disagree with their virtuous position, because they will wipe out everything that you've ever done, both good and bad. What irritates me most about the Beckys and the Caitlins of the world is that they've enjoyed such a vanilla life of privilege that the most adversity they've experienced in their privileged lives is when Starbucks doesn't have soy milk. Okay, I kind of get it. The milky foam makes me farty and bloated, too. Not aware that I get farty and bloated with a foamy latte? I'm the first person to admit that I've made some very poor choices in my life. I've said and done things that I'm not proud of that continue to haunt me to this day. But saying I'm bad, wrong, or evil, just because I don't think it's reasonable to set fire to a fucking city, shouldn't be on the table. I support the protesters. I support the protest. 
I don't support fires. I don't support looting. I guess that's kind of my way of saying, like you guys said to me 10 years ago, I support the troops. I just don't support the war. That's my take on it. I welcome yours. My next little piece here has more to do with the police reactions to the protests. Now, over the weekend, we probably all saw the video of the 75-year-old white man that uh, came up onto the Buffalo police and uh, walked up to them and... uh, It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. Probably invaded some personal space and uh, got pushed to the ground, probably suffered a pretty significant concussion. Uh, blood was pouring out of his ear while he was on the ground. And, and for all intents and purposes, yeah, they probably overreacted. But I'm going to equate this to an experience that I had when I was in the Army in 2000. It was either late 2006 or early 2007. It was in Mosul. Uh, I was working at a combat sport hospital. I was working in the emergency department. We had a guy that uh, was brought in. Uh, He was an Iraqi civilian that had gotten too close to a convoy. And they put a bullet in front of the vehicle. He was driving his car, and there was was a a Humvee. A turd on top, probably 50 cal, something like that. And uh, this vehicle kept on getting closer and closer to the vehicle. Now, on the back of Army vehicles in Iraq, they had uh, don't get too close, stay back 100 meters, things like that. Uh, You will be shot, danger, deadly force, in like three different languages. Guy kept getting closer to the car, closer closer to the Humvee, closer to put a bullet in front of the vehicle, didn't stop him, put one in the hood, didn't stop him. Finally, they shot the driver. It took part of his face clean off, the lower, from right below his nose. It took his mouth and and uh, and jaw right off. I saw it with my own two eyes. The guy was awake, alert, and oriented. And pretty crazy to see. Uh, it, it gave me an anatomy lesson. We had our uh, our uh, uh, our head doc, Dr. Cordiella, who stopped everything, gave us a great anatomy lesson taught us how to intubate without having to worry about chipping teeth, because let me tell you, he didn't have teeth. Um, and not, not to minimize the, what this guy went through, but it was, it was a show of force that don't get too close to us. We will hurt you. Now I'm going to equate this to the 75 year old white guy that's coming up on 58 or 59 cops all in with their batons and their shields and their body armor and all this I know that old man was taught context clues in grade school. Now, my context clues, when I've got 50 big dudes, young strapping guys with guns, marching towards me, I'm not going to go and invade their personal space, especially if I'm protesting police brutality. I'm sorry. I, 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 I do think that they overreacted. I don't think they should have pushed him. And granted, I think he fell a little easily because he's 75 years old. But 
but at least 32.9% of the blame falls on that man for going up to them in the first place. It was a dumb move. He never should have done it. And I'm sorry. I it, There's a piece of me that doesn't, I feel bad. But on the other side, it's like, come on. What did you expect to happen? For the love of Pete. It, it's like, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. And I'm the only person in the world that can see this. All I see on social media is people like, oh my God, he's a push him, the brutality. What the fuck did you expect to happen, Becky? What the fuck? Next time, Grandpa, sit at home, drink your Ovaltine, and watch it on MSNBC like the rest of us. Let the young strapping people protest. Gramps, Jesus.